I want to just introduce Melody Ray Handel here, my great, great friend on the Can Do podcast today. Super excited to have her. It's long overdue. Melody is such a big inspiration to me. We met, what, four years ago at a business slash function event, like a party. And yeah. I just was, I was just so drawn to you by your personality. Your smile literally lights up the room. <laughs> you laugh at all my dumb jokes. You've got the most beautiful heart. And it was just like, man, this girl is incredible. I have to get to know her. And we've been friends ever since. So Mel, thanks for coming on today. It is awesome to have you. Thank you for having me. And you know, the feeling is so mutual. It's just, you know, really, you know, I I think that it's that Midwestern upbringing. I grew up in Michigan. You grew up in Cincinnati. Talk about, you know, know, your upbringing and and why it shaped you to be the person that you are today. I mean, I come from a family that's super connected and loving and we've just always supported each other and been there for each other. And I think that like, I mean, even my cousins, my grandparents, my uncle, like, it's just, I feel like when you have that solid family connection, you can do anything and it teaches you the value of family. And it's always made me want to have my own family. So coming from, um, a mom who has freaking a solid character, she's strong as hell. And always tells me like it is, but is sensitive. And then having a dad that was ferocious and tenacious with my basketball um, and always showed up for me. It just, it showed me what it was like to have great parents, even though they weren't together. So I lived in a, in a household that was broken up, but I was also felt okay as a kid. I mean, there was times you had like ups and downs, of course, like everyone else, but I think I always held on to the love that came through everyone. And that's what's always stayed inside of me. Well, I think that the love is the most critical aspect. And it's really my favorite word because growing up, love got you through everything. You could have a hard day, but there was always a hug from your mom or, you know, a hug from your dad or just a high five from your brother or your sister or your friend. It's really incredible how the word love just brings so much happiness. Like I say the word and your, your face lights up. <laughs> you know, it does. It's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Love you know, it's, love is the answer. And well, and, and dancing too. I mean, you, you know, for, for those that don't know Mel and you get a chance to follow her on her social media, she is also always, uh, talking about love and the importance of love and friendship and what the different types of love, not just, you know, all. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, where does that, that passion for music and you talked about love coming from your family, where do you get that musical itch, if you will? Well, you know, my whole family's in music. My mom's a singer. So actually a cute little story. My name was going to be either Melody or Harmony and they chose Melody. So when I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Harmony and then we'll have Melody and Harmony Harmony together. Um, Yeah, music's just always been a big part of my life. I grew up listening to it. My mom's like, I used to dance around with you guys in the belly 
and played all the music. My mom and my um, uncle sang together. They did like duos. And my mom did the Grand Old Opry when I was like four years old. She sang on the Grand Old Opry. Um, and then now my mom still That's DJs. Cool. And so does my brother. So it so, really is in your blood. Yeah. That's really cool. Have you ever done DJ yourself? No, I've never DJed. It's funny because my older brother is really into it. And even TJ, the younger one, he loves playing with it and doing it when we're at like family parties. But I never really got into it. And I'm more of, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm fully introverted, but I'm more introverted than my mom and my brother. Right. So, yeah. So, Having said that, what activities do you do that, that get you out of your comfort zone? That that that, that um, you know you say you're introverted, but you do a lot of things that are outside, you know, your comfort zone. Where does how do you how do you psych yourself up? Where do you get the confidence to do that? I think that I spend so much time alone that I rejuvenate myself and refill my cup to where when I go out. I'm ready to go out. And even if I'm not, I'm going usually when I'm stepping out of my house, it's with people that I love. So it's easy to be open and myself and have fun. And then with people that I don't know, I'm intrigued to learn. I love to listen to people. So I think sometimes people think that I might be, um, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say the word that I was going to use. <laughs> say the word. <laughs> You might have a little resting bitch phase is how they say, but uh, it's more so like, I just love to listen when I first meet people. So of course you met me and like, I'm going to be vibrant and happy and, and everything with you, but I'm more so listen to others than, than express myself. And I think as I've gotten older, I've learned how important it is to share myself as well so we can connect. And it also helps you like it helps me a lot to say the things that I'm feeling in my soul to my close friends. Now I don't share with everyone. I'm still a very personal person and like, uh, like to keep things to myself, but with the people that I love, I've learned how important it is to just share. Even if it feels like it's a little scary at times, if they love you, they're always going to show up and be there for you. Exactly. And you know, that's how you gain trust and that's how you gain friendship and that's why so many people love you because you are so authentic everything you do is from the heart and it's so beautiful and so trusting every every time I see you you're always just wanting to give love and have a good time and you know dance and run around and and, and do whatever <laughs> tell me where now for those that we're going to get into the backstory Mel um is a big sports fan. One of the things that I was drawn to Mel about was she always loved the game of basketball. And I love basketball too. And she had an opportunity to play in college and, you know, and, and her handle is hoops to heels and talk about the transition from basketball and your love of basketball now to modeling and acting. I mean, it really is a 180. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sports teach you so much. I think every kid should play a sport one time in their life. And growing up, um, it just taught me so much about courage and vulnerability and showing up and putting in effort and hard work and teamwork. 
and just the camaraderie with your teammates. It teaches you so many elements that you need later in life. Well, you need it all, at all times in life. But when you're in business, you need most of these things that you learn while you're playing basketball or whatever sport you're in. And I think that it was just such a um, wonderful experience for me growing up playing it because I was so obsessed with it. Like I was out on the court every day, all day. Like when I was a kid, I don't think anyone could beat me as a kid, mm -mm. even like boys, <laughs> like I would go against I, anyone. I'd love to see your face later. You remember the day when you got your first basketball talk to me? Talk to me about that. I remember I made my first shot. I was in Loveland, Ohio, and we were on this court, my dad and I, where I played for years in my life. All the neighborhood kids would come there, and we would do these um, games up and down the court from, like, oh, God, pickup games for hours upon hours. And so when I was young, I was five years old. My dad brought me to that same court and I was out there just trying to push it up. I just wanted to get in so bad. And I, and then finally I was like, boom, pushed it in. I was so excited. Like I'll never forget that moment in my life. And I have, I'm super forgetful. I forget a lot of things in childhood, but that one I'll never forget. And from there it was just like, I was in love with this game. And I played with boys until I was probably 13. And then they didn't let me play with them anymore. And then I went to 17 year old girls. So when I was 13, I played in a 17 year old leagues and would kill it. They'd be like, who is this girl? That's why I'm saying like at 13, I was like, you know what? I could take anybody. <laughs> Come on, let's go. I played with, uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> what's his name? Is it OJ Mayo? Yeah, OJ Mayo. He, yes. He played, okay, he so played he, for USC. And the, he, played, but he came from Ohio, right? I'm not sure. I think it was him that was in the league with me when I was 16. And my dad talks about it all the time. Or maybe he was 16 at the time. And I played, the boys asked me to play in the game. And so I played in the game with the guys that day. And I had, that's what it was. I don't even know why I had 16. Um, the boys asked me to play in the game and I scored 16 points against his team. And OJ was on that team. And my dad will never forget it. He talks about it all the time. Like, <laughs> I wish you could talk to my dad. You'd love my dad. He'll tell you everything about my basketball career. <laughs> I can't, that's awesome. You have a, a particular game or a particular, was that, was that like your aha moment where you're like, hey, I can, I can, I belong here and this is my, I mean, you talked about it earlier, but like, was that the one moment where you're like, holy crap, I'm really good at this thing. I mean, as a kid, I can't, there, there wasn't even a moment. It was just, I knew I walked on the court. Like I was just, I could take on anybody, Adam. I'm telling you, I would train, I would turn into another person. I'd have my headphones in. I'd come in like, I'd look up, size up the competition, like, what's this going to be today? Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that leads me to a question I got. What advice would you give people, uh, you know, that are going through adversity or a negative situation? Because you seem to always have a positive attitude, like you size people up and you're like, I got this. So, you know, people are going through challenging times every day, whether COVID or not. What are some of the tools that you use in your tool bag to kind of get through the negative and to, what would you pass along to somebody just coming up, you know, maybe thinking about a career or maybe looking to make a change? What's the attitude 
or, or the mindset you need to have to be successful in your opinion? Well, for one, as simple as this is, I always say, follow your heart, because if you're feeling off about something like I did about basketball and decided to transition into modeling, I had no clue. I never really wanted to be a model. I was a tomboy. And so transitioning into that and just moving to Thailand all of a sudden was like, what is going on? But I felt it. I just felt like I need something different and God is placing this in front of me. Let's go for it. And when I get those type of feelings, I follow them. So anytime I feel an uneasiness, I think about it for a while. And that's what I would tell people, feel your feelings, allow yourself to feel, because if you have any type of off feeling, it's for a reason. So think about it for a second. There's no rush in this life. Just calm down, relax, take a deep breath and decide why you're feeling that way and where it's coming from. And then once you can dissect your feelings, you can make a proper decision. But we tend to jump because we're like, oh, I got to get there. I got to do this. Like, what's next? Like, I want more. I, I have to like have something different in my life when it's going to come to you. Like God shows up. And that's another thing. I believe in God and I'm always talking to him and trusting that I'm going to make the right decision because I allow myself to sit there and relax and not stress so much. I mean, worry puts you in a worry state and I have a very inconsistent job. And I've always said to people, I never really stress about work though, because I know that when I start worrying, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to be even crazier. Like my job's already like this. Who wants their body to be like this 24 seven with it? Like no, you have to just listen, cry when you need to, yell when you need to, put on some Frank Sinatra and do a little jiggy with it when you need to. There's all these right. things that you can bring joy to your life. And I think it's just actually feeling your feelings and facing them. Uh, you talk about joy, and I think that's so important because we can relax and have a good time in our joy. And doing things that we like will re relieve a lot of stress. So what are your favorite things or three go-to things that you do a day that will kind of re relieve stress and kind of put you in your quote-unquote happy place? Okay, well, well, for one, music and dancing. That's hands down, I do every day. Um, I don't think anyone in this world, I know that you could have that little face and be upset and whatever and like, I'm not going to dance right now. Put on some music and just get yourself up and try it and see what happens. It changes your whole mood. You can go from being super angry to happy in a matter of seconds. So music and dancing is one. Two, writing. Writing is my greatest passion. It is what I love to do. I, it, it just flows from me and makes me feel so good. I, I just, I feel like I can help so many people with what's inside me and what comes out of me because it's so, it does come from the heart and it does come from a place of just wanting the best for everyone. Um, so I would say, and working out, working out's my third thing. It's definitely been my release my whole life. I have to have some type of activity, um, throughout the week. And some days I'll be lazy. So I don't want to act like I'm sitting here over here being like, Oh, let's just go crazy and work out every day. And you got to be so hardcore. No, it's just movement. And at times when you're tired, sleep, who cares? Who's judging right. you, but yourself. Right. You know what I love, Mel, and I, I think this is great about you, is you're very, very patient with yourself, and you accept who you are every single day at every minute. You know, you're. it sounds like to me that you're very at peace with who you are, and that's, that's the most uh, important part of this whole aspect. You have to be in love with yourself, not in a cocky way, but just, just be comfortable in your own skin, and, I, you know, that's... 
I was really attracted to that right away because, you know, I, I always thought, you know, I love people and I never knew, like, if I, I would meet somebody or be in a relationship long-term or whatever the situation was. So I had to learn to entertain myself and to be mm-hmm. independent. And you're very independent and you, you know, you're very comfortable in your own skin. And I really admire that. And I, it's a, it's a trait not a lot of people have. And I think that you have a lot to share and a, a ton to give to people. And I, that's a great skill to be able to, to sit back and kind of take it all in and then, you know, live that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I um, love you. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> no, but it's true. You know, it's, it's not every day is going to be easy. And I always say, you know, if you have, six out of seven days that are good you're doing pretty good um yeah like you're a bright quarter. light you know that you're one of my bright lights in my life I feel like sometimes we feel each other out and I know we've said this to each other sometimes when I'm having a bad day I swear you call or you'll be like what's up and I'm like Adam <laughs> you just made me so happy <laughs> well, you know, because you well, have that I energy do. too <laughs> Well, I just, you know, I, I love life and I love to be around people that have that same energy, you know, yeah. and positivity attracts positivity. And I, they're, you know, they're, you know, every time we're together, we're laughing, we're smiling, we're, we're doing something fun and you want to be around that, that energy is contagious and you yeah. certainly have it. And, you know, the wanting to, the thing that I love is you give a damn. You really care about people on the other end. It's not just lip service, you know? Like, yeah. I, I get it. I feel you, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you are passionate about people, as am I. And, that, and that's what this whole world is made up of, is people. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, that's all what we are as people. We need love. We need contact. We need conversation and that's why it's been so challenging in this you know crazy world we live in now with COVID how have you dealt with you know you've always been isolated yourself by choice but what have you uh, realized during this time that maybe you weren't aware of before um probably the biggest thing I've realized is I've done so much of my life alone I've traveled alone. I've lived alone. I've just, I mean, I feel like I've, I've done most of my life alone and going through COVID being stuck. Like I don't have roommates right now. I'm by myself. So being here by myself, I've really enjoyed the peace and the alone time that I get, but I've also learned that there's no trophy for doing things alone at the end of this. So it's important to connect. It's important to be with the people that you love. It's important to find people that truly support you and listen to you and value you and appreciate you. And I've always wanted to, you know, I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I've yet to to find a man that I feel like really appreciates and values me. And what I've learned the most is I'll sit here and be alone until I find something like that. Because if I don't, then I feel drained and it's better to be alone. And I know I can do this than to be with somebody just to say you have somebody by your side. So if, if I've learned anything, it's that, and that I'll just keep fighting the good fight and doing the best that I can. And God will, will bring me somebody amazing. He sure will. And I, I just love the confidence that 
So obviously you put yourself out there every day, but you said, I'm not in a rush. It will yeah. happen when it happens. When, when you feel right, it will feel right and things will line up. And if it won't, your gut will tell you and you'll keep moving because yeah. you are the most special person and you're going to find that person. It's going to be magical. Yeah. It's going to be, I can't wait. I, I know it. it may take some time. It may take time for all of us. Yeah. Um, well, definitely. There's so many, so many people in my life that have inspired me, you, and so many friends. Who would you attribute most of your inspiration from? Who do you look to as your role model, so to speak, uh, growing up? And even today, who who is your rock? Mm, that's my mom, 100%. Um, I've never had like idols or role models in the celebrity world. I've never really had like anyone like that, that I've looked up to besides my mom. And the reason I look up to her so much and think she's amazing is because of what she's battled by having two kids. She had one, my brother at 16, me at 19. So two kids as a teenager and she didn't always have help. My dad wasn't the greatest financially. Um, he was there. She calls him the play daddy, not the pay daddy. <laughs> They might not want them to know this, but it's funny. Um, it is funny. And we do want to know it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he did. He was there for us. And I think, like, at the end of the day, that's all you want. You want, uh, I mean, him, my father showing up and being there for me is the greatest gift I could ever ask for. But I know that it wasn't as helpful for my mom, but I was a baby at the time. So there was times we lived in a tent. She hates when I say this stuff in a car and her having to get a tent and things like that because she didn't have the help and she's working three jobs and trying to take care of two babies. So I know that she went through a lot of things that I never really experienced because I was so young. And then as I grew up, I watched her still go through things and always be strong, always fight, always knew that she had it. And I know that that tough, that mental toughness and that strength comes from my mom, 100%. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so impressed by how you carry that blueprint with you everywhere you go, and it's really helped define who you are. And I can see that you carried her characteristics in you every day, because especially with modeling, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's yeah. so up and down. But you found a way earlier, like you said, to keep everything you keel, and that's a real testament to you and your work ethic and it reads back into sports and how important discipline and respect and mm. hard work is and just to anybody you know out there looking you know going through a difficult time we talked about this a little earlier the the number one piece of advice that you would give to somebody is just is what about you know how to deal with life you know we talked about challenges or, or what, I would say what, what go ahead I would say face your feelings that's that's my number one thing because I think we're constantly running from what we're feeling and that's the problem we we push it down we'll, we put it over to the side we'll wait and come back to that we try to work 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 to numb ourselves or or people that have addictions and you just go through all these things to not face your feelings when your feelings are what 
is going to make your life better. And I know that's hard for people to be vulnerable and especially men, because you guys have been taught to be tough and strong and, and not show your feelings, but being authentic and showing up and really coming from your heart space. I think that's when your life changes. My, my, my saying is always that we all have our shit, but it's not the same shit. As soon as we share our shit, our lives shift. And I truly believe that. What's, and that's great advice. So what's the first thing that you have to do? Because that, that can be a big daunting task for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. so how, how do you peel back that slowly? Or do you just rip off the band-aid and go for it? I'm a rip off the I'm a rip off, rip off the band-aid person because I'm balls to the wall with everything. But I think just be kind and gracious with yourself and know that we all make mistakes. Nobody on this planet is perfect. Nobody has all the answers. And if you're just slowly but surely treating yourself with kindness and love and understanding that you'll never be perfect and you don't need to be perfect, that your broken pieces and the things that you've gone through in your life are beautiful. They make you who you are. And if someone doesn't love you for that, they, then you send them out the door with love because you only need people in your life that are always amplifying and building you up and inspiring you and empowering you for, so to speak for you, you're my friend. You do the yeah. same with me all the time. Like I love being around you. There's not a day that I've never not wanted to be around you. I could be around you every day, all day, all the time. And it would never affect me in a negative light or way, no matter what you're going through, because I love you. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I value you. And I think it's so important that when we have people around us doing that, we can see that within ourselves as well, because others see it and they'll show it to us. Cause sometimes it's hard for us to see. And we don't want to do that for ourselves. We, we beat ourselves up. We're our worst critics. That's for sure. Yes, I'm always doing that, especially, you know, God, I should have done this, right? You know, I should have done that. Or why didn't mm -hmm. I do this? And I'm the most positive person there is. Yeah. The world. We find, find her, and I'm sure you do that too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Man, I but, but the nice thing is we're able to sit back and say, wait a minute, we did some good here and let's yeah. build on the good. And let's, I'm always of the opinion, success breeds success. Positivity breeds positivity. Conversely, if you're negative, and you got a shitty attitude, you're never going to be able to get out of your own way. Yeah. So it's good. In my opinion, it's good to take even a little bit of peace and build on the positive every day. And that's really how we become better. And also trying every day to get out of your comfort zone. Because I'm sure 13 years ago, when you started modeling, you must have been like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was different. I will say that basketball helped me with that too, because basketball gave me a competitive edge and it gave me that confidence. So when I walked in, I remember walking into like run, cause I did a lot of runway when I first started, I was a fashion model. So that's different than what I do now with the fitness stuff. So when I'd walk on a runway, it was like a game to me. I'm like, I'm about to kill this right now. So I would come yeah. in and be like pumped and get myself in that mindset. Like I was about to play a game. And the same with a photo shoot. A photo shoot's kind of like you, you play a character. So to me, I've always been acting because I go in and what do you need today? I need somebody that's shy and, and um, the girl next door, or I need somebody that's sexy, or I need the, um, 
athletic fun girl. Like they have all these different things that they say they want. I'm like, sometimes wait, you guys are explaining the same stuff. Like what is going on here or stuff that like contradicts itself. I mean, and you just have to like be open. So I think in everything in life, being open and trying to listen to others and listening to different perspectives is what helps us live life and understand life in general, because we're all learning. We're all learning and growing. Nobody's ever done. Like we're all trying to find the answers. Exactly. So you work on a lot of different projects. What is like your, your, your favorite thing to model or your favorite character to play if you were a superhero well what superhero would you be oh a superhero um see anybody you have to explain why i know i want to like i want to make up my own character (laughs) yes you can do that what would your character be like tell me come on oh she's badass for sure. I probably have a slick back ponytail like this, like come in some leather pants looking hot, but then be able to kick your ass and also fly. I've always like wanted to fly for some reason. I think that's really cool. Just like being able to, like when I watch birds and stuff and like float, like that would be a cool superhero power to have just all of a sudden just, and you're up in the air. Like how cool would that be? It'd be awesome. Cause you could avoid traffic, <laughs> like, step out of the way. Like I'm getting out of here. 405 is back. Yeah. Could you imagine if I was like, Adam, come over. We're going to go. We're going to fly today. Instead of take our walks, let's go. Let's go fly today. Let's go do it. Have you ever (laughs) skydiving? Have you ever gone skydiving? I haven't done skydiving yet. Have you? No, we got to do that. Adam. Would you? Would that be? That'd be so scary, but I would maybe do it with you. I would maybe uh, try that. You know what would be the scariest part for me? The actual jumping out of the plane. Oh, yeah, same, same. I don't like Like, heights. I would be so scared. Somebody have to push me out. (laughs) Right, like I was was kind of proud of myself. About a month ago, I was in Arizona visiting some friends, and there was a Ferris wheel there. And I had never been on a Ferris wheel and wanted to go on the Ferris wheel. And we it wasn't that high, but I was like, oh my God, here we go. Because I don't yeah. like heights. But again, I'm always trying to, you know, get out of the comfort zone, do something a little different, a little edgy, because that's how you expand, you know? So maybe that's something we got to do. Have you always and... been good at that? I think sometimes I get a little scared with certain things, like coming out of my comfort zone, but then I just talk myself through it. Like I said, I just face it. And I'm just like, okay, just... Do, do the best you can. Like the best way to learn is experience, Melody. Like even if you don't know what you're doing right now, dive in and try. I think um, I've, I've always been, uh, been of that attitude now that, you know, we have Keto Chris and kind of more reserved and about what I might try because I, I don't want to like <laughs> hurt the brand or do something yeah. crazy, but, 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 you know, I've always been, you know, been of the opinion, let's freaking go for it, you know, and I, I think you have to have that mentality in life and not be afraid to fail. And I'm certainly not afraid to fail. You want to look at things and, and try to, you obviously want to look at a situation and if you're outnumbered, then you're outnumbered. You don't want to make a stupid decision, but yeah. you want to go for it. And 
you, you know, just, I think, always trying to look at a situation and put yourself in a position to be successful. And, you know, if, at the end of the day, as long as you can be with yourself, then, then you're good. We're going to make mistakes. But, you know, we're going to learn from those mistakes and we're going to get better. And we're going to, yeah. you know, keep going after it and um, moving forward, having fun. And, and laughing. I think laughter is the best medicine. And you can attest to this. I pick up the phone all the time. It's into our conversation. You're laughing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it, so it, true. It's, it's it's really fun, and and that's that's been a great tool for me throughout my whole life is to just laugh. Like never take yourself too serious. Always have fun. Um, you know, I I think. Um, let me pull up some more questions here that was no, that one was good there because talking about being like laughing and joyful and childlike I think I've learned the older I've gotten me personally I've been more scared of things because when we're young we don't think about it we're just like well let's go cool this is awesome right. like and I wish I try to make myself get back to that place all the time I've tried to find ways to be more childlike because I'm like there was no you didn't fear anything you just were being and having fun and enjoying things wait did you mute yourself I can't hear you did it, wait did we just oh die? now you are now you are now I can okay. I think, sorry, I think we get older, we realize how important time is. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know. But, but then again, we, you know, oftentimes, you know, I think we can also get in our own way if we sit in our shit too much, you know? So yeah. we got to keep moving. Whether you're moving to music, whether you're moving to exercise, moving at your job you're just always going you know, it's, yeah it's it's, re it's really cool and it's it's really important to you know to keep you know to, to keep things moving um let me ask you this what is the hardest thing that you've ever had to do like in your career or personally or and how how did you how did you handle it the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Man, personally, I would think my hardest things in life, I feel like have been my relationships, romantic relationships. Because career-wise, I, I think I've always just looked at my career as it's going to work itself out. Everything's going to be fine. And so I jumped. Like when I went to Thailand, that was my first place I ever went. I was what, 18 years old. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving basketball. Let me just go. And I'm going to move to a third world country by myself. Like who does that from Hamilton, Ohio. And my dad says that to me all the time. He's like, Melody, you would just do this. Like, he's like, sometimes I'm like, I, she's my child. Like she just does it. You just go and go and go and go. And they like my, I never really think about that until my dad says it. And he's like, I'm so proud of you that you're able to do those things and you inspire me and my mom says the same thing and I don't think about it until they say those things but I feel like heartbreak is the worst thing in the world it's the worst thing it's the worst thing we go through I don't care if you lose a job anything you, you can lose those things material things whatever who cares they're not going anywhere with you you come in this world naked and you leave naked when your heart breaks 
that's pain that we don't want to go through. And that's why we're so scared of it. Why are you scared of it? I think I was, I, I would always put up walls because I was afraid that I, somebody wouldn't love me back. Like I love, and like, they wouldn't support me and be there for me. And probably because I've experienced that. And I've seen, like, I've experienced uh, the pain, like anybody else. It's not, it's not any like victimization thing or anything about me, but it's, I know that that's caused me heartache in my life and going through um, relationships where they, they're, they've been unfaithful or lying or um, just treating me in ways that I don't deserve to be treated. And I know it's a two-way street, but I've always been scared of that. I've been scared that they can just abandon you and leave you. And I've never been that way, but I've seen people do it and I've felt it. So I'm so much the opposite of that, that I think sometimes I've let that fear get in my way sometimes of like, oh, well, they can just up and leave. So like me sharing my whole self with you is such a hard and like, not even, and that's, that's the wrong word. It's such a um, big thing for me to do. And when I share with you, your family to me, I don't care if it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, anybody, when I start sharing with you and I'm with you all the time and you know, I love you, I have your back for the rest of time. So when I get broken from those relationships, friendships and romantic relationships, it's the worst feeling for me. Um, because all my eggs are in the basket. I'm there for you as a friend and as a, uh, as a partner in life. And so I choose quality over quantity. I don't need a lot of people in my life. The ones that I do have, I really, really, really love and treat like family. So it, it's devastating for me when those things happen. Do you, do you think, and you spoke on this before, are there practices that you do to allow you to get over that fear? Do you think about it? You know, how, how can I, because it's obviously something that's, you know, it's, it's it's very difficult for you or maybe challenging for you. Do you think that hinders you and your ability to, to to be in a relationship? I'm just curious. Um, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've been okay with putting my heart out on the table, especially now. Now, probably in the past two or three years, I've just let let my heart out there and been like, you know what, you feel this way. So say it and just be, be, be there, Melody, show up. If the person doesn't show up for you, you keep showing up because that's not you. You don't have to be like them. You love them and you care about them. So show up for them, even if they don't show up for you. And I've grown into that. So I wouldn't say necessarily, I fear it anymore. I think I had that fear a lot in my younger years because of the things that I went through and it stuck with me for a while. And now I'm at the point where if you aren't showing up for me and I don't feel like you're showing me those things, I'm not going to continue to search for them and ask for them because I do think that they come naturally. When people care about you, they will be there for you and you don't have to fight for it. Um, I think love comes naturally. So I've gotten over that fear and it's more so continuing to put myself out there. And if I get broken, I get broken and the heartbreak is not fun, but I'm strong. I've learned how to deal with it. And I sit with myself. I don't care if it takes months and months or a year or however long it takes for me to get through it. I'll get through it. And then I'll be just fine. <laughs> you know, I'm just amazed and motivated and so impressed by your will. Um, just you're, you just, you constantly, uh, you know, you're constantly just 
picking yourself up, not off the ground because you're you're on you're on cloud nine as it is. You're such a strong person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about sports and family, and I really think that that's so important and critical to the shaping of who you are. Talk to me about you. You said uh, quantity and quality over quantity of friends, and I I firmly believe that as well. I was never the kind of person that wanted to have a gazillion friends that just wanted to be somebody that you could count on that had your back at all times really valued the person individually I, there's nothing more that i love to do than call somebody or text somebody to say hey i love you i hope you're doing great and mm-hmm. you know you can really tell how good a friend you are if you haven't seen them in a long time and you can just pick up the phone and it's like it's like yesterday, you know, it's crazy. I'm just, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to see. And I, you know, I don't know if it's a question or a comment or whatever. It's a beautiful thing. And I, I yeah. think we, we share so much common when it comes to that. Yeah. I think that we, like you said, we both have love for people. I love listening to people and helping them as much as I can, whether that's just being a soundboard or if they ask me for advice or need me to talk, I have a lot of people that call me like that. A lot of acquaintances in my life and then a lot of good friends. And it's always been something I've done. I'm like, I don't know. It's, I thought about doing being a therapist at first, but that's not that I wouldn't want to be robotic like that. It's just who I am as a human. I want to be there for people, but the close relationships in my life, are the most important. And you know, when you're a close relationship in my life, because my love is so uh, it's there, it's there for you always. It will always be there for you. I'm there for people that aren't close in my life. So the ones that are real close, you got me. And that's why I said those, those relationships are the ones that matter so near and dear to my heart that if they're broken or something happens, I feel devastated. Like it, it feels like I got stabbed in the heart and that takes me a while to, heal from. Um, and I always believe in allowing yourself to heal and giving you that time and space and not like jumping at things, especially in romantic relationships. I've never been one to get out of a relationship and get right in another one. And I'm not saying that that can't happen, but I, I honestly believe that you have to give yourself some, some sort of space to heal. And some people heal while they're in the relationship still, because they're like, I can't leave this and this sucks, but like, I'm starting to heal now. So when I get out, they may be able to get in a relationship. Um, I just get so invested. I think my investment is so huge in my life and I put so much into it and, and it's hard for me to let go of. Well, because your heart is so beautiful. You want to give everything and you're, you're all in. And yeah. that's the beautiful thing about you. There's no, there's no holding back. You're doing everything you got. And, yeah. and you, you do that in everything you do, whether it's modeling, whether it's sport, whether your friendship, you're just all in and it's you. And it's all heart, baby. And that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, you know? And I admire your ability to put yourself out there every day. It takes a lot of guts and courage and confidence. Yeah. And, you know, and all that stuff and to, to, to go for it is really inspiring. I want to ask you a question. If you can go to dinner with anyone who you haven't met, who would you go with and why? I was about to say you, Adam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You're my favorite dinner partner. <laughs> you, you go to dinner, though. 
<laughs> I know, but you're my favorite dinner partner. You well, can't see when you stand around the restaurant, have a glass well, of wine. I love it. Maybe have some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'm trying to think one person, man. That's a hard one. Because I've never really we, had we, I've never really had idols or people that I looked up to that I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta meet this person. Um and I've met some really cool people in my life now, like that I, I adore. I always like older people though, for some reason. I just like the conversation more. Um Michael Jordan would be really cool to hear his experience with basketball and like his work ethic and like just his mentality, his focus, how he felt as a kid. And then in his teenage years to an adult, just that whole, because he's, he's a legend in the game. And so he has a totally different perspective than anybody we could ever speak to about basketball. You know, Mel, it's so funny you say that because if you were to ask me the same question, Without a doubt, it's said Michael Jordan. Without a doubt. <laughs> okay, so Michael God, Jordan I... needs to have dinner with me and you. Could you imagine? Yes. I agree. Can we arrange, can we arrange that? We got to do it. We have to do it. I told you. That... See, I told you about this podcast thing together. Watch. Me and you start doing stuff together. Woo! Let's make go. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be honest again. Like, I, I ask this question a lot um, because, um, you know, my my wife unfortunately was sick and passed away with cancer and i asked her who she would want to meet you know if she could have dinner with anybody and she said president clinton so a small story i arranged for her to have a phone call with president clinton so mm -hmm. it's really cool for me to ask this question to a lot of people and you're amazing me, and well this isn't about me but but anyway, so she, asked, she asked me who I would want to have dinner with. And so I always think it's a cool thing because, I don't know, it's just it's something I always like to do. And it, 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 it brings my wife, Rachel, into the conversation. And I, I, I love that. And I think about her all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it's just cool to, to, to talk about love and to who we want to be with and experience and memories. Talk about... Um, Man, that's what I love about you before you get into that. That's what I love about you is that you want to see the people in your life that you love smile and you'll do anything for them. And that's, we've lost that. We've lost sight of that. People have become so selfish in this world that they can't think outside of themselves. And I think to see, to see anyone, especially a man that can sit there and just be so happy with his loved ones and wanting to make them smile. And that ignites the happiness within him or her is just, Oh, it makes me want to melt. Seriously. Well, I always, my, thank you. My thing is, I, I, you know, I always put myself in the other person's shoes. How can I make that person's life better? Because they've touched me so much. I can't even put into words, like, the importance that you have in my life. And that day that we met, I'll never, ever forget it. I'm so grateful for your yeah. relationship and all the relationships that I that I have, you know, whether they work out or they don't, you know, it's just, it's, it's just incredible. It's, it's yeah. truly amazing. And I'm truly like every day, like when I'm having a, a tough day or a tough week or even a tough year, you know, I, I think about that and it just, it, it makes me happy. And I'm just so, so thankful for all the great people in my life. And, you know, you're certainly one of them. I mean, of course. 
it's, it's, it's awesome. Like, I, you know, I, I just want to, I don't know. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but I don't care. I'm giving you a hug through the screen. Yes, you are giving me a hug through the computer. Um, so what's next for you, Mel? Well, what's what's the what's the future for you? Talk about your different things you're doing. I got some things cooking right now behind the scenes. I'm trying to figure out, but so can you share? Um, not so much yet, but it's more in the fitness world. And you know, I have my total body band. So yeah, tell tell that. tell the tell the audience about total body band because this is a really cool thing. And I'll never forget the day I called Mel. I said, Mel, me and Erwin, we're going to go have dinner. He's like, Adam, I can't wait to show you this total body, man. I'm like, let's, let's do this. Yeah. And so go ahead. Talk about the total body. <laughs> and I had Adam working out with the total body man on the sidewalk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the total body band is, weighs less than a pound. You can do over 100 exercises with it. It's a full body workout and also rehab. Like you can do so many things with it, stretching, rehab, warm ups. Um, I dance with it because you know I dance with everything. Uh, plyometrics. It is just, it's one of the greatest tools, I think. And it's so small, you can just travel, you can travel and take it anywhere and, and get your full body workout in. So when I came up on this with my partners, I was just like, this is, we have to do this and, and push this out into the world. And I was so excited about it. And it was probably the only product that I felt so, my heart felt so excited about and happy about. And I was like, you know what? I can do this because I'm in this. And fitness has always, always been a big part of my life. So to have a little baby, so to speak, in the fitness world, because that's what I feel like Total Body Band is, my little child. Um, I just love putting it out there and showing people what it can do and how it can help your life and make everyone just move. And even if it's 10 minutes a day, you get, you get out there and you enjoy yourself and move your body. And it's just good for our health. It's, I mean, I'm so happy to be a part of this and to share this with the world and um, show them what the Total Body Band can do. So that's one of my my things that I'm definitely working on and um, some other things in the fitness realm as well. And then hopefully She-Ball, my movie comes out soon and I can get more into the acting side of things because... I keep trying to manifest that I want to do a TV show. If I could just get a lead role in a TV show and it be uh, a continuous series, I'd be so happy because then it'd be a consistent job for once in my life that I love to do. And I would have this role and I could really like dive into this character and then hopefully meet the man of my dreams and have my child, my children one day, and also have that as like, the thing that I love to do and I'd still be able to create because creating is, is it's in my blood. And, um, you know, with my writing as well, I have so many things up my sleeve and on my plate right now that I'm thinking of, it's just getting them out into the world. What character on that TV show would you play? I really want to do romance movies. Um, when we go into the room. So if it was a romance, like TV show, I would love to do that. Or the complete opposite where I'm a badass action character and like coming in like what what's that uh, movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie, right. you know, with her and her husband were coming out. Yeah, I would love to play yeah. that kind of role. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what day. 
But you, you can play both of them. You can play badass or the sweet Yeah, because that's kind of like a badass romantic film. Like they're in love with each other. They got the hot, spicy connection. And then they want to kick each other. They want to kill each other. So right. I'm like, mm, this is actually, yeah, that might be my role right there, Adam. Let's just right. create that movie. Because you, you want to kick their ass and then give them a kiss. <laughs> exactly. Hey, um, that's life. That's a life. That's a relationship. <laughs> you're, not, you're 100% right because not every day is going to be beautiful. But if you True. have that connection, if you have that connection with that person, the willingness to want to work it out, everything will take care of itself and just be true to your heart. You could not say truer words to my soul right now. It's, uh, it's the effort. It's the love that you have for someone that you will never turn your back on them. And, and I just feel like we've lost sight of that. I look at like the older generations and I know there's more going on in our world right now and technology and all of that, but it's in us because it's in me. I'm like that. When I commit to somebody, like you said, I'm all in and I'll be all in for the rest of my life. There is no turning which way. I don't understand that. I have tunnel vision. I'm with that person and that's it. And that's really hard to find. It's really hard to find somebody that you feel like has your back forever and is always going to be there for you because everyone's like this. What else can I get? <laughs> What's going on? I want more. I want more. I want more. And I'm like, it's I've right there in like front that. of you. Yeah. It's right there in front of you. Live it, love it, nurture it. Hey, freaking men. Keep preaching, Adam. Can, Keep preaching. You know, it's just from the heart. And it's just, you know, when you find that person, it'll just come out naturally. It won't be rehearsed. It won't be, it'll be so authentic. It'll be so great. It's yeah. Just, you know. I love that. Yeah, Live it, love it, nurture it. Oh, nurture yeah. it. It's so that's, that's the greatest one right there. Because like you said, there are good times and bad times and you have to have that person have your back and still be there. Even in the bad times, they love you right. through it. And you might want to kill each other. There's going to be times where you're like, Oh my God, I can't stand this person. He or she is so annoying. They're driving me nuts. And then you walk right. away for a second or you do your thing. And you're like, but I love them. Like, that's my person. That's, that's my best friend. I got them. Right. I'm not going anywhere. You're just driving me nuts today. <laughs> Right. Go, yeah. Go shopping. Get the hell out of my face and come back. And I love it. <laughs> that's life, and that that's that's real. That's real. Like I want to be in the bunker with you. You know, like I'll go to war with you. Yeah. You know, with it's, you. It's, it's, that's the greatest word you just said. With you. Right. Teamwork. With you. A hundred percent. And there's only a handful of people that I can put on that hand. No disrespect to anybody. Yeah. But you know. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to 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 find those people and to hold on to them. And Amen. it's work. It's mm -hmm. work, but it it, it 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 it's completely worth it and something that that I that we will cherish for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I love your smile. <laughs> it's just the greatest. I mean, it's just so fun. You're just laughing all the time. I could just. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love it. What else can we talk about? So today, before we got on the candy podcast, I asked Mel what she was doing, and she said she's looking at some old pictures of when she was modeling. You've been in this modeling game now for 13 years. 
What is the biggest change that you've seen and how have you adapted? Oof, Adam. Um, social media, definitely the biggest change. Um, changed the game completely in the industry. And for so many people, not even just modeling, acting, photographers, makeup artists, everyone, um, hair, hair and makeup, just, yeah, it's, it's all over the spectrum. And I feel like even in business, Instagram and, and Facebook and all of these social apps have changed so many things that it's, it's now a part of our packages as models. So like you have to have a certain number of following to even be in the agencies and they send your Instagram with your comp cards now. So they see your social media along with your comp card and what you've done or your port in your portfolio. Isn't that a joke? Yeah, it's crazy. The rates have changed. Oh, the rates have changed. <laughs> um, there's still some worse. good things. There's still some good things going on, but they, the rates have definitely changed. And like, I've talked to a lot of girls in the modeling industry and they, we all feel the same. We're like, oh my gosh, it's killing us because there's so many girls now because of social media and they'll kind of lowball because they want to be a model or they're doing these things. They're like, I'll take this. And now you're screwing us in the rates that we used to get. And also just like, I understand that there's like, um, growth that happens in the world and things are ever changing and all of that. But it's kind of like, it made us feel like it went backwards. Like we paid our dues, but now we're starting all over again. Cause you have to have social media. Right. So how much time a week do you spend on social media? Just curious. No, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I, what do you I mean? do my your channel's my favorite. You've got more I inspiring know. posts. I mean, today's today today's post was beautiful. It was I'm smiling not because I might not have a great day. Wait, what happened to you? What happened? Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Am I back? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, today's post was great. It was I'm smiling. Maybe not because I'm having the greatest day, but um, you know, I, I'm smiling because uh, what well, finished the sentence. It was great. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I said I'm smiling because it helps me with the uncertainties in life. Like yes. my life isn't always perfect, but it helps me with the uncertainties because I don't want people to think I'm just up here like happy-go-lucky 24-7. I'm not. Like I right. do my best to be happy and I do my best to stay in that high vibration all the time, but I go through a lot of pain. Like you would have, and most wouldn't know because I'm not sharing my personal life like that on there. I share as much as I possibly can. And I share to help people because it started sharing. I started sharing more because of modeling and you had to have this social media platform. And then I was like, I went through the stages of like trying to be the sexy girl and like, you know, the, uh, this Instagram kind of girl model and it wasn't me. It just doesn't, it never really felt right, but I was, I could do it. And I'm like, whatever, I can do it. I can play this game. It's fine. Melody. Like, and I would write, I started doing that. And then I would write and I'd be like, okay, well, at least people can read my messages so they can feel my heart and feel my words. Even if I am like being the, the typical Instagram model girl or, or sexy girl. And then I started to transition now that I'm like, you know what, I'll still post the things that I want to post. If I want to post my friends on there too. And I want to post like me doing different things that doesn't necessarily have to do with my job. I'm going to do that, but I'm also still going to write. And that's why I started my blog moments with melody, because writing has always been such a huge passion of mine. And I think that God gave me that gift 
to put these messages out into the world and to help people and be there for people. And that's my greatest thing about social media is I have people reach out to me that are going through tough times all the time and ask me for advice or just tell me that I, I look forward to seeing your posts every day because they help my day. They help brighten my day and they they've helped my life or people going through health issues. Like you've made us so happy during these times. And I'm like, wow, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something here. I'm making an impact. If I, if one person tells me that I feel like on top of the world, it can literally one person telling me that can make me like through the roof for a week. I swear. It's like crazy. So that's yeah. the reason I do it. Like, I love doing it for that reason, but I'm not on social media a lot. Like scrolling is what I mean. I suck at that. Like I suck at like spending a bunch of time on social media and like, Oh, let me just scroll and look through all of these things and like these things. Cause you have to do that for engagement and to create like you using the app all the time. It helps. I think with like building your following and, and, um, your engagement and the way the algorithm works is they want you to go on other people's pages and like their stuff and comment on their stuff. And I do it for my close friends, the people I care about, but I'm not just on there aimlessly scrolling all day long. I don't do that. Like, so technology really isn't my thing. If we didn't have to have this for business, I could, I could delete my thing tomorrow. And I would never do that because I like to help people. So I will be there for people as much as I possibly can. But for my own, like having it to be out there in the world and for you to see me, new like i could delete that in a second and go live in a cabin and chill and talk to my people on the phone and they can come visit me right and and people would visit you from all over the place because you just bring that energy that love that fun that that excitement everywhere you go like love and spirit is infectious and i'm just so honored to call you my friend i love you so so much I want to leave you. I want to leave you with one thing that I'm trying to end this podcast with. What is your one can-do moment in life where maybe you thought, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm going to give this thing a try and I can do it. What's a can-do? What's your number one can-do moment in your life? For me, I'll give you an example. It was my weight loss journey in starting Keto Chris. I mm-hmm. had no idea two years ago I'd be in the bar business. But I knew that I wanted to connect with people and I knew that I wanted to make my life better by losing weight, one of them. And I was 60 pounds overweight and changing my lifestyle in terms of eating has been tremendous for me. It's opened up so many doors and allowed me to connect with so many people with with Keto Chris. It's been so great. So share with me your can-do moment. I mean, my one at a young age was leaving my basketball scholarship and deciding to model out of nowhere. Like that was like, okay, I can do this. I'm not happy anymore. I don't love this anymore. And I just was like, I'm going for it. I'm going to try it and we'll see what happens. And I never look back 13 years later. So I think that was one of my greatest can do moments because it completely changed the path of my life. Like, look where I'm at now. I would have never experienced what I've experienced. I would have never traveled the world. I wouldn't have met the people that I've met. I might still be in Ohio. And have never seen any part of the world. So that was one of the greatest things was just like, okay, I'm leaving here and I'm going to move to Thailand. And that's where you get a lot of tear sheets. That's where I shot like Elle magazine, Marie Claire, um, Harper's Bazaar. You go to certain places like that to get tear sheets for your portfolio. And then you go back to like New York and and LA and Miami and all those places. And so explain real quick, what are tear sheets for those people that don't know? Um, They're like editorials and magazines. So 
if you're going to model, like I said, for Harper's Bazaar, Elle, um, Marie Claire, uh, Vogue, um, they're the stories that you have in there. Have you seen where the models have like six pages or eight pages, whatever stories that they're doing in there? Those are the editorial stories. And then you get to tip those are literally like you're tearing them out of the magazine. Those are your tear sheets that now go into your portfolio and you can show to these clients like, oh, she's been in this magazine. She's been in that magazine. She's done this and this and that. Um, so it just helps you in your career. And they like to do that when you're younger. I don't know if it's like that anymore, but I know it was right. like that when I was younger. Yeah. So did you just pick Island or did they, did an agency pick it for you? Is that, or is that what you just, you did it? Uh, Miami, my agency in Miami and I had an agency in Miami and Cincinnati and they talked together and they came up with Thailand and just asked me if I would go that this agency really wanted me to come there. They were called WM in Thailand and I loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> and then they had the, the big, like whatever it is where the, the, the two, the, they were like red and yellow. And you know, like when they had this, like they were the big fight and there was tear gas in the street and things, they shut down the airports and stuff there. Yeah. I was there during that time. Oh my God. <laughs> my parents yeah. were freaking out. I'm outside in the street, like, oh my gosh, look at this. They're shooting off tear gas and stuff, but it was so cool because I never experienced anything like that here. My mom was right. tripping out. I was so like open to everything. I mean, I've always been that way. I kind of just, that's what I'm saying. I've done all these things. I've just been like, okay, I'll get on a plane and go here and live. Okay, I'll get on a plane and go here and live. It's just, I don't know where I got that, but I'm very much so. I've never been afraid of that and of living, of picking up a suitcase, living on a couch, um, living out of one bag, nothing. Like I don't really need a lot of things. I never have. So that's why money isn't, isn't like, it's important to me to have for security and to feel safe and that I can, I'm okay. Like the stability, I need money for stability alone. And that's it for the rest of the shit. I don't give, I don't give a crap. I was about to say shit again. And then we just said shit twice. And now I just said shit three times. So, you know, you shit, 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 this, shit. This is a cut. This is a cut. Oh, I hope they edit that out. I'm a founder of a brand. I can't cut too much. <laughs> they can't. I, no I can sit over here and say it all day long, whatever. But you know no. what I've learned is you, you just be yourself and People will understand 100%. that. It's just a word. It's not like you're doing anything bad and crazy. I've thought about that. I'm like, you know what? It comes out of me. It is what it is. I'm a good person. I treat people right. I'm kind. You can say shit. Who cares? A hundred percent. I do it all the time. It's not to offend anybody. And if I do, I'm sorry. I love everybody. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be happy to call you and tell you that. <laughs> and uh... I'll be happy to call you on your shit. Okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, I fucking love you, okay? That's it. Jesus, what do you want? Oh, you're the greatest. What else can we talk about? Do you have any questions for me, Mel? Oh, I have so many questions for you. Okay, let's go. Um, what drew you to your wife? What drew me to my wife? That's a great question. So we were set up on a blind date, and... I'm always a big planner, right? And I I always wanted to be able to take care of myself before I brought somebody else into the world because I never wanted to be dependent on my wife as my caretaker or mm -hmm. somebody to take care of me financially or whatever. I never wanted to be a burden to that person. I wanted to be a, a great compliment. So I was at the point in my life where I was ready to date, you know, and... and yeah. 
growing up in high school was very, very different because like, not that I wasn't shy, but like, you know, it, it was just different for me because of the chair. So my wife was, you know, was open to meeting somebody in a chair. She loves sports. I love sports. She loved going out to eat at restaurants. She loved people that were fun. Like all the characteristics that I had. And so uh, a friend of mine who I worked with, his wife worked with my wife and said, you got to meet this guy, Adam. He's in a chair, but he's a great guy and so fun. And my wife, you know, at the time had just moved to Arizona and she's like, well, he likes sports. He's funny. He likes hip hop. You know, he, he's definitely worth a date. And so we, we got... We, we got set up on a blind date and the rest is history. I remember, like, for the long time, I was busy always going to Vegas, hanging out with my friends. And I really didn't, you know, didn't give her all that much attention in the beginning. But, you know, then then things started to open up and it just kind of happened organically. And it, it was great. It was, it was great. But I was at that moment in time where I was ready to meet somebody. Yeah. You know, and to, to open my heart. And. I'm always willing to open my heart, but I, I was, to be honest, I was scared too because I never been in a relationship before. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's scary, but when you meet the right person and, you know, you just click and, you know, not, not every day was peaches and cream. We talked about that before, but it was the willingness to want to work at being an us, you know, and that's something that my parents taught me. You know, because they, they, you know, they were married for, I think, what, 46 years before my dad passed. And they had their ups and downs, but they always, they always were us. You know, they always kept it together. They always actually, time they argued with one another, they went to go dancing because they loved dancing together. And that was what brought them together. And for Rachel and I, it was just for us to be together. Yeah. Uh, and. I'm just very fortunate she allowed me to love her the way that she deserved to be loved. And, you know, I, I, I feel horrible for her that she didn't get to live her life to the fullest. And, you know, obviously, really said for myself, but it isn't about me. It's about her. And, and I, I'm happy that I was there to help her through her most difficult time and be her biggest, you know, cheerleader. And, you know, so yeah, you guys were yeah. both there for each other. I mean, she's watching over yeah. you. Yeah, sure. She is. Good question. What other question? Um, what are your three top three priorities in your life? To be a good person, number one. Mm -hmm. Um to have financial stability, not to be the richest. I don't need to be the richest person in the world and say I got this just but I want to be able to do fun things and not have to worry, worry about, about, you know, um, and I would, I would love, I would love to have a family someday. I really would. I, family is number one to me. And, you know, when Rachel passed, I was, you know, I, I didn't know if I ever had that opportunity. I don't know. I'm getting older now. I would like to think that I'll have it and I could. Yeah. Um, you know, but I would like to have a family someday. I really would. Yeah. I'd love to be a dad. It would be incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I love I love being an uncle. I'm, I'm, I'm a five-time uncle. My brother has a son. My sister has four kids. And I, I love 
being, you know, family is everything to me. I'm so grateful that at, you know, at two years old, you know, my parents didn't put me in a corner. They knew I was special, not because I'm in a chair, but because of the heart. Yeah. And and so I'm I'm really grateful for that. I love to, to share those thoughts with people because I'm so thankful. Again, nobody put me in a corner and they allowed yeah. me to be me. Good questions. What, anything else? Um, what is your greatest strength and your greatest weakness? My greatest strength is my ability to want to help people and show them love mm-hmm. and get them excited and tell them how beautiful they are and you know find the good in everybody um my biggest weakness is maybe maybe i'm too nice i, mm. I don't I, I, you know yeah um but i don't know i don't want to like, i i love i get people. i get what you're saying i i get you completely by saying that i know i know exactly what you're gonna say keep going because it's so funny i know your response right now that you don't want to say that you don't want to be too nice or that you're saying that you're too nice and it's great to be nice but it also sometimes makes us feel like we're like not appreciated and not wanted and not valued well i i I don't know about that i just i hope that, that people know that it's coming from a great place. I'm not looking for alternative motives. I do it because I love the person and I want to see people happy. You know, yeah, that that's you. Me... If they don't know that, that's on them. You can't control that. That's right, but... that like spills from your soul. You have no reason to second guess that or think about that ever again. I'm gonna stop you right now. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you, if I somebody love... doesn't feel that from you, Adam, they have lost their mind. Trust me. I, I know, but I, I don't know. It's just like I, I'm just so I'm 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 so thankful, you know. I'm I'm so thankful to have so many great people in my life, and you know, uh, it's a good question. I I just I love people, and I I'm I'm happy to 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 be a part of it. That's all I wanted to do was just be like everybody else, you know. I just yeah. I, I want. I, I, you know, we're on this earth for a short time and I really want to make it count when I'm here. Well, you know? you're, you're not like everyone else. You're one of the greatest humans mm-hmm. on this planet. I'll be the mm-hmm. first to tell you, and you should be so proud and so happy of the man that you are. I mean, you light up every room. You're joyful, even in your times where you're having heartache. And I can see that you're uneasy because I'm your friend and I can feel that kind of thing. You're still there for other people. You always show up and it's okay if you don't, sometimes it's okay to like sit and be by yourself and not move, move, move all the time. Like you want to say over there, like we need to be doing No, Sometimes we need to just sit and chill <laughs> balance. Right. But then, but then when you sit and chill, you sit in your shit and then you feel like, what the hell am I doing? I should be moving. That's okay. Why sit in your shit. Why, sit in your shit. Why should I feel bad? It's not about feeling bad. It's, it's, it's facing why you feel that way. Like, what can I do to make this better? Because you're always going to keep coming back to it. If you don't think about it, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people run from it because they're afraid and they're like, Oh, or I'm sitting in this and I'm miserable and I'm having a freaking petty party. No, you're not. You're trying to understand who you are and why you tick the way you do and what makes you feel this way. And 
and just really diving deep into your soul because you want to be the best person that you can be. So it's okay to sit there and sit in your shit. Do it. Face your feelings, like I said. Right. You're right, Mel. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. What else? Um, so I got to ask this. You love music. If you're going to create a, a contract, artist would they be? Um, Frank Sinatra, for sure. One. Uh, oh, I like all these old ones. Louis Armstrong. Okay. Um, I'm, you're ta I'm taking us back, like, way back. Etta Fitzgerald. Um, Wait, is, uh, Bob Marley. Did Etta Fitzgerald sing this song at last? Yeah. My wife wanted to dance to that song. I said it was too slow, babe. We got to do something else. At last, my love is coming along. Come along. My loneliness you know, are over. over. <laughs> and life is like a song. You know what's great about YouTube, Mel? You can pick up any song and just sing it like it was fucking yesterday. It's such a great talent. Everybody, <laughs> you got to follow Mel on her Instagram. Did she? He is one of the most entertaining, funny, loving people going, going. Wait, so we're at number three now. Wait, we got two more to go. Bob Marley. Yeah, four. Um, Michael Jackson, hands yeah. down. So, I mean, um, he's one of the greatest. Oh, I love Sting. Sting, I like too. You know who I used to like? When I used to like who I really like that I got from my dad, Michael Feinstein. Have you ever heard of him? No, but I'm going to look him up. Mm, look, yeah. Ugh. His song, Whatever Happened to Melody. Whatever happened to Melody. <laughs> I told we, we can just start singing. Um, we can. And then I need to get country in there, though, too. Country music, you know, I love. I love country yeah. music too. And I never thought I'd be a country music fan, but it's because of my friend Brian and his family, the Thorfinsons, they got me into country. And I'm so grateful for their family each and every day. And I'm so grateful for country music. Country music is the best. It's my favorite. Have you been to country? Well, you haven't done the country concerts yet, have you? No, I've been dying to go, but you know, every year that I've gone, I've had other things going on and we, we've talked about it and I haven't been able to, to do it. And that's our plan. We're going to a country concert. Yeah. It's happening. Mean, it's, it's happening for sure. It's happening. I'm telling you, Adam, we will have the best time of our lives. We're doing that. That is number one on our list, country concert. Let's go. We're doing Let's it. Go. Let's do it. Um, cool. And then we're also taking a trip somewhere. Yep. Trip we're, and country we're, concert. And we're going we're gonna to do podcasts. And we're starting a I duo. We got to come up with our yeah. work duo. We're traveling the world and, and making money uh, somehow. <laughs> yes, you're right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> trying to think of a name for our podcast. We can think about it offline. Uh, yeah, could you imagine us as a duo? I'm telling you, we would kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. Uh, we got to come it. up with something. This is not a joke. I'm serious. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. 
seriously. Like, you like I can recruit. You can ask the questions. We'll have a night. We'll have a blast. It will be so fun. We'll take some dance breaks. <laughs> yes, we'll actually teach dancing because yes. you know dancing is so fun and it's so good for soul. Yes, it is. Amen to that. It's so fun. So when you turn off this podcast, what are you going to dance to? Oh, man. You got me in a, uh, oh, what did we dance to? Um, Frank Sinatra. I know, but I'm trying to think of what song it was. Uh, uh, oh, you know what song I do like, though? And I can't think of who sings this right now. I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places. Oh, you know what song I'm talking about? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, you do. You do. It's called I'll Be Seeing You. Oh, my gosh. I have to send you all these songs if you don't know these old songs. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm up here like. Get the playlist uh, together. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Um. <laughs> I love all those romantic film songs, like old school songs that like you can just like, I don't know, twirl in the street. Didn't you see, did you see my dancing video I put up and I was talking about that? Yes, it's so great. Oh. I love all your, all your dancing videos, all your It makes songs. me so happy. Yes. So it's great. It's not even like a job. It's fun. Yeah. It's so great. It's so effortless. And that's yeah. how life should be, effortless. And when it's too hard, you need to move on to something. Well, I don't know, because, you know, everything worth doing is hard work, too. There's a fine Yeah, line I just think it's got to be something you love. I don't think you should just work to work. And, and society has made it seem like you got to be working all the time. And if you're not working, you're lazy. And I don't believe that. We're not right. here for that. What We're going to die. Right. So what's it matter? Right. Enjoy right. the moments. I could die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not enjoying, I'm enjoying this moment right now. If I'm not having this moment with you, this is the moment you remember if I would pass away. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So you have to yeah. just enjoy and have fun. We don't know. We don't. And that's why you have to live every day to the fullest. And, yeah. You know, and lean on your friends, people that love you, and just create memories every day. Yeah. And I'm so happy that we did this. I'm so happy. And I, I know it's going to turn out beautiful like it always does. And um, I love you so much. Thank you so for proud having of me. You. I'm <laughs> so proud of you and what you've done and will continue to do every day. It's great. Keep inspiring. Keep, keep motivating. Keep smiling. <laughs> keep sharing that, you know, that, that, that voice is so awesome. And Thank you know, you. it's so it's so real and it's so I don't want to say it's just cool. It's just it's just you, man, and you're the coolest. You really <laughs> are, and it's great. I, I wish everybody could have dinner with you. I really do because you've got oh. so much to give and you you're know, making my heart awesome. freak out right now. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. It is the truth. I don't say it like I'm not a great poet or I don't write a whole lot, but I speak the truth. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm I glad love we you so this, much. I'm glad we did this, to, you know, podcast. And um, it's awesome. Thank you. Me thank too. you. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Our next podcast will be together. It will be yes. the Ebenezer. The <laughs> yeah, the what? M and A. The M&A, M&A show? Hey, it's yeah. an M&M, M&A. Right. Could Go on be. to something. We, we got to start. We got to start. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, I'm seriously okay. down with it. I'm down too. Who would be our first guest? I don't know, but we're going to dinner with Michael Jordan. Watch. He's going to be on it. We said it yes. right here and right now and watch yes! it happen. How can we wait? No, I'm dead serious. We gotta we're going to make it happen. Oh, we're going to make it happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, you got connections. I got connections. <laughs> it's happening. I said it right now. What time is it right now? 10, 16 yeah. on March. What's the date? Um, March 20. I need my freaking glasses. The 23rd? Yeah. 23rd? 23rd, holy cow. Oh, holy shit. It's the 23rd. Holy oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, no, we have to do it. It's happening. It's happening. It's it's happening a gazillion percent. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh my god. Wait till we look back at this when this happens, Adam. How amazing will this be? <laughs> It'll be so amazing. It will be sitting there crying. And I, I gotta tell you, I've had the fortune of meeting Michael. Um I think I told you I was in college and I was getting ready to go to a movie at yeah. midnight and my brother and my sister were in a bar in Chicago and they had drinks with Michael Jordan. My sister called me on the cell phone when you had a car phone in the car and she's like, Adam, you're not going to believe it. I got Michael Jordan on the line. So she's like handing me the phone and I'm like, oh my God, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> my, Michael said, I'm a huge rock. I said, no, I'm talking to Michael Jordan. Who can I talk to Michael Jordan? <laughs> It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. That's awesome. My, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> but uh, man, it was that fun. I, but but to have, to go to dinner with him will be great. Yeah, we would have fun. We're we're. Yeah. I don't know why we're saying we would. We're doing it. We're having fun. It's we're, gonna happen. We're, no, we're gonna do it, and he'll mm-hmm. love us. He, he, he'll love it, and he'll, he'll love us. <laughs> he will. He I will. love you so much. I love you, man. All right, dude. We're ending this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening on the Can Do Podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Till the next time. We're out. Bye.